boom blast and we are live this is the wrap on Blast Raps post-game show. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and I'm here as Raptors end a very quick two-game losing streak. 123-99 to start off a very tough West Coast four-game swing. And this was a game that you feel like the Raptors had to get just because this is a very tough road trip. I thought myself personally heading in, a split would be a great outcome of this four-game road trip where you start in LA, then you head to Golden State, you got Portland on Friday, and then Denver on Sunday. I thought if you come away with a split, that's a great trip. That means this game was very important and the Raptors played like that. Lots going on before. Obviously, I think we'll start and give our condolences to Raptors head coach Nick Nurse and his family, as uh, they mentioned on the broadcast. Um, Nick Nurse dealing with uh, the passing of his mom and... You know, during tough times like that, sports gives you just the escape for a little bit, right? For a little bit. Um, so you could tell, as Fred mentioned in the post game, the Raptors were happy to, you know, be able to help their coach out and give them a little something positive to think about for a little while, you know, give them a little bit of a break from what was going on in real life. But the Raptors played a big game 123 99 as they win. In LA, and the talk heading in was about Kawhi Leonard not playing in tonight's game. Kawhi Leonard was out, and you know, it, it was interesting because if you go back and look at the Toronto Raptors schedule and the past games played this season, when the back to backs come up, Kawhi Leonard has played so far on the first night of said back to backs, right? sat out the second nights. The only time he sat out the first night of the back-to-backs was in Milwaukee when Giannis was out, and then the other game in LA. I can't lie to you, when I saw that Kawhi Leonard was sitting out for the first game again, and this time against another LA team, the LA team that just so happens to have a scout that is following the Raptors and has been at every single game for the Raptors this season. And the same LA team that, you know, is rumored to be on the top of the list for destinations for Kawhi Leonard after next year. I look at that and I think something's fishy. That's just me. Take that information and do what you will with it. But bottom line, even without Kawhi Leonard, the Raptors' depth, just show what they can do, and the big reason behind that is the return of your boy, Kyle Lowry. And I'm going to say this. I feel bad for the people who jumped on the hot takes of, you know, whatever it is, Kyle Lowry is slumping, Kyle Lowry is trash, Kyle Lowry sucks. Whatever all that junk was that people were talking, it's like, relax. It's a regular season. And much like the game of basketball is about runs and it's up and down, so is the regular season. You're going to have hot streaks. You're going to have cold streaks. You just try to ride the wave, and hopefully by the time the regular season ends, you're in a good enough spot that you're good to go for the playoffs. And Kyle Lowry had a terrible last four games, right? Terrible. But what did we talk about at the end of last podcast, right? During last podcast, I said there are two things that I look for to know that Kyle Lowry is cooking and cooking early, right? The first thing 
is how aggressive he's playing. And when you see him attempt that deep dagger three, that's when you know he's at least feeling it. He attempted that early. But I'll start with the first point, okay? The game tips off. Kyle Lowry drives to the basket, lays it in. He drove to the basket with a purpose on that first possession. Gets a lay-in, great start to the game. He's being aggressive, he's going to the basket, gets an easy lay-in, cool. Couple possessions later, Kyle Lowry again. Drives to the basket, gets another lay-in. After scoring zero points, right, you just need to see the ball go through the basket. And that's what we talked about, just showing some sign of aggression. And, you know, maybe the underlying, you know, just point to this whole game was without Kawhi, if Kyle doesn't play well, the Raptors lose, right? If Kyle doesn't play well without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup, then you're asking a lot from everybody else. And don't get me wrong, you got a lot from everybody else tonight in a 123-99 victory where if I bring up the box score, the Raptors had six players in double figures. Again, six players in double fi double figures. Three starters and three players off the bench, all in double figures. So they got a lot from everybody tonight. But if Kyle Lowry isn't going, this team loses tonight, right? There's also the stat they showed during the game where in the Raptors' seven losses, Kyle Lowry's shooting just 27%. Tonight, he did not shoot 27%. Kyle Lowry was 8 for 13. He shot 4 of 8 from three-point land. As mentioned, 21 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds. And it was just the way that he played. And once the first three went down, you could see the confidence building within Kyle Lowry. He's getting a little swag. He's throwing up the, you know, the three sign to he it looked like he was talking to someone in the front row. But that just looked like the Kyle Lowry that forget about the Kyle Lowry we're used to, but the Kyle Lowry that the Raptors need. Because again, the past how many games, you know, maybe it was good for Kawhi to rest because He's been carrying a lot of the playmaking role, not even just a scoring load, but the playmaking mode, right? And so now with him out of the lineup, you needed the big game from Kyle Lowry and you got it. But speaking of playmakers, Freddie Van Fleet injected into the starting lineup beside Kyle Lowry, obviously filling in for, uh, as we mentioned, Kawhi Leonard, who is out in this game. Sir, or sorry, Fred Van Fleet with a career high 14 assists. 14 assists. When you're getting that production from your two point guards in the lineup at the same time, Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet combining for 21 of the Raptors' 34 assists, then add in the fact in the whole game they only had seven turnovers. When you're having great guard play like that, you're going to win a lot of basketball games. And I got to give the Raptors a lot of credit too because it's not like they were going against, you know, some chump defenders or anything, right? Like, Avery Bradley is known to be one of the top defenders, guard, perimeter defenders in the league. Um, ask Russell Westbrook about pa Patrick Beverly's resume, right? Patrick Beverly's a bulldog. Then add in our Canadian boy, SGA. He's long, he's super athletic. Like, this is a, it's a difficult matchup. Now, mind you, yes, the Clippers are playing on the second half of a back-to-back, -back, but at the same time, hey... You play the schedule that's ahead of you, and if you're the Raptors, 
you got to be happy with this performance because it's exactly what you needed, especially from Kyle Lowry. And I was so excited to talk about Kyle Lowry. I didn't even like introduce anything. I didn't even say anything. But shout out to the people that obviously are watching this live on Twitter at Shell Alexander. I will take your comments in a second. And also shout out to the people on Instagram who are there at Sheldon Alexander. Take your comments there. Uh, as we start here i see the first comment in periscope slash twitter says the raptors ducking the la teams <laughs> i find that funny and i'm more interested in who makes the decisions about Kawhi leonard playing or not is it Kawhi leonard is it nick nurse is it Masai? that's what i want to know that's what i'm super interested in who in fact is ducking the la teams because I don't buy that it's just a coincidence that Kawhi's missed the two games against the LA teams in LA. I'm not buying that as being a coincidence, right? I'm looking at that and thinking that that's strategic. You want to avoid the LA media as much as possible. Kawhi doesn't want to talk about, you know, where he's going next year. Think about how many times you've seen Kawhi even do a sit-down one-on-one this whole entire season, right? ESPN had their full day of all-access Toronto Raptors, did you notice anyone get an interview with Kawhi Leonard? Because I didn't, right? I'm just saying, hey, take the information, do what you want. But I'll say this, and I've said it from the start of the year. We got receipts. Go back and check the podcast, right? Said from the start of the year. If Kawhi Leonard, at the end of this season, decides that he wants to go and play for either one of the LA teams after the Raptors dusted both of those LA teams in LA without Kawhi Leonard, if he wants to go and play for either of those teams, that's on him. There's like more power to you. And I'm not even knocking him for it. I'm just saying that's on him. And as a Raptors fan, all you can do is step back and look at it and say, hey, the organization that you root for did everything in their power to make things work for him here, right? They allow him to do whatever he wants, which is cool, and I'm okay with that. And so if he does walk away, I'm okay with that because there's nothing more that Masai Ujiri and company could do. So if he's sitting back and he watched the rest of this Raptors team just run over the Clippers, just like they ran over LeBron and the Lakers, both in LA, while he's not playing, and we know there's all this talk about Kawhi not wanting to go play with LeBron and all that, whatever. So let's focus in on the Clippers. If he's watching this game and looking at that squad and saying, hey, that's the team that I'm going to run and go to, that's on him. More power to him. Raptors fans, be happy with the squad that you got that Masai's put together and know that there's going to be another superstar somewhere else throughout the league that's watching what's going on in Toronto, seeing what was around Kawhi Leonard, see how seamlessly the superstar fit in the middle of all the other great pieces that have been put in place. And they're going to want the smoke of playing in Toronto. Trust in that. And if Kawhi doesn't want to be that guy, totally cool. We're all going to sit back and enjoy this season and enjoy this playoff run. Because what you saw from this Raptors team tonight is depth. It's crazy depth, right? And obviously Kyle Lowry was a very key component of this. I know there were a lot of people rattled about it. If you go into the comment section from the last podcast, or if you just listen to the last one, I was reading a whole bunch of stuff about how, you know, Kyle Lowry's trash, Kyle Lowry's garbage, it's playoff Kyle Lowry. 
all these things that were just like so over the top trade Kyle Lowry, put Kyle Lowry to the bench, all this talk. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's settle down. Right. He had a terrible four games or whatever it was like a terrible four games. No one's going to deny that it was horrible. And if Kyle Lowry's playing horrible, people are going to call that out as they should. But I've said it from the beginning, and I think that Kyle Lowry is the most important piece to this team. And what I mean by that is if Kyle Lowry is going and he is playing at the perennial all-star level that we've seen him be capable of, the heights of where this team can go, that's the biggest thing. This team is, is making the NBA Finals. If Kyle Lowry plays at the peak of what he can do, the team is going to the finals. If he doesn't, well, we saw that. They're still a solid team. They're still one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. They'll win a round or two just off the back of Kawhi Leonard being gangster and a great supporting cast. But in terms of your finals aspirations, if Kyle Lowry is going, and I don't mean just scoring because there's a lot of talk about who's the secondary scorer on the Toronto Raptors. What you're seeing from this team right now is that Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Fleet and really Nick Nurse, because this is the offense and the ball movement and the sharing of the ball. What you're seeing now is that they can create a secondary score. Serge Ibaka tonight, 25 points, 9 rebounds. Serge, 25 points on 11 of 18 shooting. Okay? 25 points from Serge. JV only played 18 minutes off the bench. He was 7 of 12 for 16 minutes. That's work. And what is that? That's ball movement. That's just passing the ball around, sharing the ball. And that's where you see the Raptors can create a consistent second score just from ball movement alone. Passing the ball, sharing the ball, getting open shots, turning down an okay shot or a good shot for someone else being able to have a great shot, right? You're seeing that you're going to get what? 15 to 18, something like that from Pascal, night in, night out, depending on what's going on. Plus, he affects the game in so many other ways. But when the ball movement is going as crispy as it is, because again, the Raptors with 34 assists in this game and just seven turnovers, but just watching how they were playing. The ball movement between Kyle and Fred and Siakam is incredible. Absolutely incredible. I'm going to read some comments because I'm going to guess that the, the fan base is also fired up. Got a lot of comments here on Instagram. Again, at Sheldon Alexander. And as I join in, um, someone says maybe Kawhi is the issue. I think, okay, I don't think Kawhi is the issue. I think Kawhi being brand new is the issue. Meaning the ball movement and the pacing and you know just the ball whipping around. The other guy's got to get used to him just as much as he's got to get used to the other guys. Where do I stand? After I pass the ball, where do I move to? Like, there's got to be constant moving so that you're not just passing the ball and then standing still on the perimeter because then things break down. And then we see the simplistic version of the Raptors offense, which is just either Kyle Lowry runs a two-man game with the big guy, whether it's Surgeon JV, which is a pick and roll at the top of the key, or it's Kawhi Iso. That's what happens when the Raptors offense breaks down. And you don't want to see that, right? What you want to see is what we saw tonight. Constant ball movement, right? Constant dribble handoffs. The ball swinging from one end of the court to the other side of the court. That's what you want to see. The problem is what happens while Kawhi's in the lineup right now, sometimes the ball ends up sticking. 
and not necessarily in a negative way, but guys end up just standing around and watching Kawhi. And that can't happen. Once he gets fully integrated into the offense, and if you watch too, this isn't just about Kawhi, because I feel like Danny Green, although he was all he was pretty good for seven, seven shots for Danny Green tonight. Watch the Raptors offense sometimes, and I feel like you can still see the chemistry between Kyle Lowry and Serge or Kyle Lowry and Siakam is a lot better than it is with, let's say, Siakam and Danny Green or Siakam and Kawhi. And that's just from not playing with each other for that long, right? On the flip side, when you watch Danny Green play with Kawhi Leonard, it's the same thing. Of course, they have great chemistry together because they've played with each other for a while, right? This is what, game 29? Yeah, game 29 for the Raptors. You're going to need some time to see the, the, you know, consistency from the ball movement with Kawhi integrated in the offense. But a lot of great signs tonight from the Raptors. Kyle Lowry was just the starting point of it because we mentioned Serge, but go to the bench. OG, OG with 12 points, a 5 of 9 shooting. You wanted to see some progression from OG because he really struggled since he came back from that wrist injury. And to see him just confidently knock down some threes, he's always going to play defense. He's always going to give you that. But then see him handle the ball, get to the basket, see just the other elements of his game. That was huge. DeLon Wright. DeLon Wright, after he got that elbow in the eye and like didn't get the foul called, left the game, got stitches, came back in, finished with 12 points, but DeLon's been playing well lately, right? And that's, again, good to see. You want to see that. The big part, too, the way that the bench was going, it allowed Kyle, Serge, and Pascal to rest in the fourth quarter and not have to play in the fourth quarter. Kyle Lowry played 32 minutes, but it wouldn't have even been that high. The only reason Kyle Lowry was above 32 minutes in this game was because he came in after DeLon took the hit to the eye, right? And so when DeLon had to check back out to go to the back to get the stitches, they brought Kyle back into the game. But other than that, Van Fleet played tw played 29 minutes. Surge with 24 minutes in this game, right? The numbers were down, and that's great. On the first front end of a back-to-back -back where you're traveling and heading in to play the, division, the defending NBA champs, right? Great night for the Raps. Let me continue on the comments here while people are still here because I know it's late. It's 1 a.m. on the East Coast right now. So shout out to the people that are joining me live on this podcast for this conversation because it was a great, great night of basketball if you're a Raptors fan. Just to watch the ball move as it did, to watch the offense flow as it did. The Raptors put up 30-plus points in each of the first three quarters of the game, obviously where they're playing the regular rotation. The entire fourth quarter was basically garbage minutes, right? So it was a great night. Great to see Kyle Lowry get his shot back, get his confidence back. And Kyle Lowry, to me, is a gamer. So I feel like if it wasn't tonight, that he, like tonight, I think he had a great game, right? 21 points on 13 shots is a great night. But tomorrow night against Steph Curry, I feel like Kyle Lowry looks for those matchups, right? Where he can take a chance and look at another point guard and say, okay, this is a measuring stick game. Let me try to go at Steph Curry, right? Going to be very interested to watch that. Now, will Kawhi play? That's what I want to see. Um, someone says, I think Kawhi sat out so that he can save his energy for the dubs. Maybe. I don't know. I hope that's the case. 
right? I really hope that's the case. Uh, starting Freddy at PG is on point. Yeah, it was good in this game. It, it definitely made sense in this game without Kawhi Leonard and with Kyle Lowry struggling because it eases the pressure on Kyle Lowry. He doesn't have to create every single shot for himself and for everyone else, right? He can kind of chill. But Freddie played great, man. Freddie also had six rebounds in this game. To me, rebounding stats are always showing who's active. If you're getting rebounds, you're active in the game. You're involved in the game. So I, I always like bigging up rebounding sets, especially when you're seeing your guards. Lowry had five rebounds, Freddie with six rebounds, Danny Green with five rebounds. That's big. Uh, let's see, and I want to get more people's takes. Do we think Kawhi sat out the LA games on purpose? Another comment here from uh, Instagram that says, it's definitely orchestrated Kawhi not playing in LA. Uh, let's see, I love Kawhi, but if he leaves, we better be going cough, cough, KD. Uh, I'm not ready to go back there to the KD rumors. I got sucked into that a couple years ago. <laughs> but uh, let's see, more comments. The team did great tonight. Everybody contributed. Beautiful ball movement. Still don't trust Kyle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why don't you trust Kyle? What did Kyle do tonight? I mean, if anything, all tonight proves is that it's a long NBA season and narratives change a lot throughout the year. But if you were really worried that maybe Kyle had lost it or people were half joking around in conversations I had at work today about whether or not Kyle Lowry was sulking and like that's why he was playing bad because he's sulking and not throwing games but just being a huge sulk and it's like really do you think like what player wants to go out and just sulk and be terrible like it doesn't make sense right but anyways uh let's see okay no words on your uh, I don't know what that means. Let's see. Let's return the favor and sit Kawhi tomorrow so Golden State gets an asterisk game if they win. <laughs> do people want to do that? Do you want to see Kawhi play tomorrow and have the Raptors play full steam ahead on the second night of a back-to-back -back against the, the champs with their full team? Well, minus Boogie, who's playing with the D-League. But Draymond's back. Steph Curry's back. Do people want to see that matchup? Or do you want the Raptors to pull a Steve Kerr who was pulling a Popovich and basically resting your stars against other potential finals matchups? Personally, I want to see the Raptors play full steam ahead against them. Just because as a basketball fan, I want to see Kawhi versus KD part two, right? I want to see what Golden State looks like full steam ahead with Steph and how the Raptors match up. I want to see that. I'm a basketball fan. I, I like to see that. So we only get two games against Golden State versus the Raptors each year. So I want to see them play at full at full strength. Uh, let's see. Why are you so confident that TO's free agents? Oh, sorry. Why are you so confident that top free agents would want to come to the six? I feel like that's been I don't feel like that's been the case, even when we've been good. So this person in Instagram, right? Here's the thing. Going back to Masai Ujiri's comments at the very start, the, the opening, uh, oh no, it was media day with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. And he said, we got to lose this narrative about why don't stars want to come here. I totally agree with that, right? Masai Ujiri's job is to build a legitimate organization. And I feel like he's done that. And so if top free agents still don't want to come to this organization where... 
obviously, what we learned from LeBron is that a lot of things that matter, it's structure, right? From the top down. Do you have that figurehead? Does LeBron James go to the Lakers if Magic Johnson isn't there, right? Magic Johnson is someone that he trusts. Whether or not Magic Johnson is a great GM or not, he to LeBron, he gave the Lakers credibility. On the flip side, you look at a team like the Knicks, they still don't have credibility in their front office. Or Sorry, let me rephrase that. The appearance is they don't have credibility in their front office, and that's why they've struggled to land any of these big free agents so far. That could change, obviously, next year with KD, but my point here is that if you're Masai Ujiri, your job is to make this organization one of the top places to play in the NBA. And he's done that, right? By having a consistently good team that wins 50 plus games that has improved each and every year over the past, what, five years now it's been? He's showing that. He's done a great job in drafting in terms of, you can try to knock the Raptors and feel bad for DeMar DeRozan all you want, but when you watch this team, and when you watch Kawhi Leonard play, any of the people that say that they were against that move, even DeMar DeRozan himself, if you put him in Masai Ujiri's shoes and watch what the team happened, and then what happened with this team, pardon me, and ask him, hey, would you make the same move? Even DeMar DeRozan himself would say, you know what? I understand. You would have to say that. Look at this team and look at the past record of production. Of course you swing for the fence for the one year and say, hey, can we, can we roll this out and get to the NBA Finals? Of course you do that. So, again, if the superstar doesn't want to come to Toronto, that's on them. Forget this mentality of, like, you know, being so small-minded and thinking that you're not good enough because you are good enough. What makes some of these other places better than you, right? Toronto is one of the top, what, three to five markets in the NBA in terms of size. It's one of the most multicultural cities in North America, if not the world. Their fan base is great. Fan base packs the streets to, to watch games uh, in the outside on the, in the freezing cold every year. Like, what more do you want? The team wins. It's successful. Hey, at a certain point, you got to look at the stars and say that's on them. And I'm not mad at Masai. Not mad at Masai at all. So even if Kawhi leaves, hey, Raptors are all right. Uh, more comments. Very happy to see Lowry's back in form. I knew it wouldn't last. He's too good of a player. If anyone ever played a lick of organized sports, every player goes through a slump. Big ups, Kyle. I totally agree with that. Sometimes your shot's just not falling, right? It happens. It happens, especially during a long season. Uh, can we consider Lorenzo Brown the victory flag when he checks in? I'm not going to diss Lorenzo Brown. Lorenzo Brown earlier on in the season, and this is another interesting adjustment by Nick Nurse. If you remember early in the season when Kawhi Leonard would sit or when the Raptors were shorthanded, they would go to Lorenzo Brown or Malachi Richardson. Now, mind you, that was still when OG or Fred were still hurt. But you notice now that when Kawhi's out of the lineup, the Raptors will cheat minutes and they'll go to Serge and JV playing together and cheat some minutes. And why is that? That's because you're able to get scoring. That scoring that we're talking about that you're missing, where are you going to get that 24 points from that you're missing with Kawhi Leonard not being in the lineup? Well, maybe JV gets an extra five points. 
Maybe Serge gets an extra five points. Pascal, Mr. Do-It-Everything. Maybe he gets you a couple extra points, right? This team, when they're going, when they're running, it's incredible. And especially if you have Freddie, Kyle, and Pascal on the floor together, off the rebound, off turnovers, these guys are out. They're running. They're running, right? The first half was insane. The Raptors scored 70 points in the first half. They shot 65% from the floor in the first half. That's incredible. On 31 made field goals, they had 20 assists. It just made no sense. Four Raptors were off to double figures in the first half. The way that the Raps played, and exactly, we talked about Freddie's career high. He hit that career high in the first half. Four players in double figures for the Raps in the first half. The way that they came out, it was just with such a focus and an energy and a presence. Even when you talk about a guy like JV checking in, JV got a tech for the second game in a row. And tonight's game, when he gets a tech, you're not even mad because why did he get it? Because he's grabbing an offensive rebound off a free throw and then talking mega shit afterwards. (laughs) Like, that's incredible. You want to see that. Josh Lewenberg tweeted out that, you know, JV was, after the putback, he points to Harold and was yelling, I'm in his head. (laughs) And Montrez Harold is pretty solid. Like, I know it's the second night of a back-to-back for the Clips, but the way that the Clippers play, you got a lot of, like, scrappy energy guys. And the Raptors came out and not only matched that intensity... They they overpowered that intensity. They surpassed that intensity. That's the word I was looking for. Surpassed that intensity. Great game for the Raps. High energy. And again, on this road trip where you're playing four tough Western Conference teams, you needed this first win. And all that talk about the Raptors and their easy schedule, well, if the West is better, the Raptors improved to 9-2 against the West. They're 11-3 on the road. And they're at an NBA best 22 and 7. So whatever the schedule says, you play who's in front of you. You go out and you play the games. Cool. Raptors continue to do work. So much so that we're overreacting to two-game losing streaks. Right? I just stress this to you, Raptors fans. Enjoy this season. Enjoy the shit out of this season. Because I keep saying this. And I don't know if people are taking it in or not, but remember the years of Jamario Moon. Remember the years of Andrea Bargiani. Remember Jose Calderon. I know a lot of y'all loved Jose Calderon, but Kyle Lowry is a bad man compared to Jose Calderon, right? Kawhi Leonard is an animal. And even on top of that, Danny Green. When you watch Danny Green defensively, focus in on that. This team is so good. So all the other BS, all the normal stuff that Toronto is used to doing while watching its teams and having this like pessimistic attitude and this woe is me and the sky is falling all the time, get rid of that. Enjoy this season. This season is incredible. The Raptors still are the first in first place overall in the NBA. In their history, how many times have we been able to say that for this long and actually believe that they are one of the best teams in the league? Because I know y'all are trying to tell me that with the DeMar and Kyle teams in the past few years. But I wasn't buying that. Were you? For real? Because right now the team that I'm looking at, I don't know. That's a real squad. That's a real squad. 
And they're going to play tomorrow against Golden State, and I don't know what's going to happen. Second night of a back-to-back, who knows? They could get run out of the gym. The point remains, enjoy this season. Enjoy watching Kawhi Leonard, as we're seeing, is one of the top three players. I'm going to say top three because I respect way more players that do it at both ends of the floor. I rate that a lot more than Steph Curry, so I'll take Kawhi over Steph. That's me. You guys have your own arguments amongst yourselves, but enjoy a season where you can watch a top three player in the league, a legitimate MVP candidate in the league, playing on your team while your team is consistently one of the best teams in the league. That's all I'm saying, Raptors fans. Enjoy that. And shouts to Nick Nurse. Shouts to Nick Nurse. To to have to fly home under those circumstances and then fly back for the game, I mean... I can't even imagine what it's like to deal with that. I'll just say shout out to Nick Nurse and his family. Condolences for sure. Um, But yeah, the Raptors win. Raptors win. Raptors win. 123.99. Let's see if there's any more comments here before we wrap up on the Wrap It Up podcast. Uh, Let's see if we won game one with that DeRozan putback, we would have been in the finals. I'm over that conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'm so beyond LeBronto. Like, that hurt my feelings so much. I'm so over that. Like, okay. Uh, someone asking, should we trade CJ? I'm really over CJ Miles minutes. Just saying. Over CJ Miles minutes. Don't need to see CJ Miles minutes anymore unless, you know, it's garbage time in the fourth quarter or, you know, someone gets hurt. Other than that, I don't need to see CJ Miles minutes. That's just me. Uh, let's see. Here's a good comment. I want to see offensive flow on a regular basis when Kawhi is back. Totally agree. That's the next step for this team. Integrating Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green into the normal flow of the offense. And by flow of the offense, we mean how easily were the Raptors getting buckets tonight. Inside, outside, open shots. Kyle Lowry's shots were coming in the rhythm. Like, yes, we know about the pull-up deep dagger three that he likes to take. But the other threes that attempts that he was making that were just coming in the rhythm and the flow of the offense, you want to see that with Kawhi and Danny Green. That's the next evolution of this Toronto Raptors team. And we're talking about that. And a reminder, we're still talking about the best team in the league record-wise. Uh, let's see. This team needs Kyle to remain consistent. Totally, totally agree. A couple people also wanting to trade CJ Miles, but also asking who would take him. Uh, let's see, someone. Ah, my guy C Brown's telling me that the Raptors and Clips are leading Sports Center in the States. I'm guessing that it's Sports Center in the States because I'm seeing the ER and not the RE, right? Sports Center in the States. Big ups to that. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, what is going on here? Sorry. I just want to see Kawhi Leonard. A lot of talk about Kawhi Leonard and not playing, not playing in LA and still not sure. So someone's asking, still not sure what's the point. Oh, it's LT. Still not sure what's the point in Kawhi not playing in LA. He played in the West. They're sending a scout to most games. He's seen staples in LA plenty. What's new? So the reason why you're not playing Kawhi is because if he has to face a media post game, all the questions are going to be about 
What do you think about playing in LA? What do you think about playing for the Raptors? How's it going on the Raptors? What's it like to play at home? Wouldn't it be great to play at home in front of your hometown fans? Like he's going to just get all of those questions and he doesn't want to deal with that. So what's the best way to avoid it? You don't play. If you don't play, you don't have to talk to the media post game and they don't get to ask you whatever they want for five straight minutes or 10 straight minutes or however long until the PR guy comes in and interrupts. So that's, I mean, it's a great question, right? Why wouldn't Kawhi play in LA? That's why. Because the media is just waiting to pepper him with questions about what it's like to play so close to home. What would it be like to play in front of your family? If you're paying attention, we see Kawhi, right? We see that Kawhi Leonard doesn't, he's not really for the media shenanigans. I mentioned the ESPN day. Full-on ESPN day. There's a Toronto Raptor on basically every single ESPN show from morning to night, right? No Kawhi Leonard interview. I'm just saying, pay attention to that stuff, right? That tells you he's not here for the media games. Doesn't want to do it. In fact, there's a clip that's going viral right now about someone asking him, like they're saying, Merry Christmas, Reporter says, Merry Christmas. Can you talk about your favorite Christmas moment? And Kawhi just looks at him and says, not right now, and turns away. <laughs> like, yo, man, I know people want to wait for to see Kawhi Leonard talk to the media or say something definitive one way or the other. Let me just let you know that's not going to happen. So if you're waiting for that, don't hold your breath. Again, I advise you Raptors fans. Don't even worry about whether Kawhi's staying or going. Just enjoy this season for what it is. Trust me, it's way better that way if you just enjoy your first place team in the NBA and having one of the best players in the league. That's my message to you, Raptors fans. On this night, when the Toronto Raptors win 123-99 to start off this road trip, first night of a back-to-back, tomorrow night they face the defending champion, Golden State Warriors. Again, Raptors improved to an NBA best 11-3 on the road. They are 9-2 in the Western Conference and are 22-7, first place in the entire NBA. Getting wins against Western Conference teams without Kawhi Leonard. Again, the biggest story coming out of this game, as much as everyone bashed Kyle Lowry, got to give him his props, As this comes from Josh Lewenberg, he says, all but three of Kyle Lowry's 28 shot attempts over the last four games were from beyond the arc. His first shot tonight, a layup, and it goes in. He works his way out of a slump, said his plan was to be more aggressive, and he definitely did that tonight. So hey, if you guys want to ride the wave of a Kyle Lowry slump and Kyle Lowry going back and forth with the media, more power to you. My thing is, Listen to the man. He told you against Golden State, right? Hey, just another regular season game. And it's a long regular season. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. Just enjoy the wave. Enjoy the wave. Because as I like to say all the time, Toronto right now, the Leafs are, are doing work. The Raptors are doing work. And to quote a famous Toronto man's, what a time to be alive. So... Thank you guys for joining me on this Wrap It Up podcast. It's late. It's almost 1.30. I need to go to sleep. But don't worry. If you didn't join us live on Twitter at Shell Alexander or send in your questions on Instagram at Shell Alexander, don't worry. We've got you covered because this turns into a podcast, which you can hear on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. 
Just search On Blast Podcast and you will find this, the Wrap It Up Podcast, after each and every Toronto Raptor game. You'll find that in the morning for your morning commute, for your listening at work while you're sitting at your desk and you're bored, you need some entertainment. Maybe you went to bed early, you know, because West Coast games, West Coast games end late, but we got you covered. We're here for the conversation. The diehard fans appreciate you guys joining me mad late. The people that work late, here for you to have the conversation. This is what we're trying to do. Build this community, build this place where as Raptors fans, we can unite and have conversations about the best team in the league. Hopefully, I'm doing an okay job and, you know, keeping you guys entertained, answering as many questions as I can, reading as many comments as I can. But also, I mentioned the other places to get the podcast. The conversation on the YouTube comment page, like the comments under the videos on on YouTube, wow. Those conversations are getting spicy. So if you're the diehard Raptor fan and you're about that stuff, go there. Trust me. You won't regret it. It's a lot of fun seeing all the comments going back and forth. And again, if you go onto YouTube, it's just search on blast, wrap it up. You'll find all those videos there. Shout out to all the people on YouTube watching the videos at work. I applaud you. Don't worry. I'm not going to people message me telling me that they're watching it at work. I won't snitch on you, though. It's OK. Keep watching at work. It's all good. I'm not going to tell. Appreciate the love on YouTube. We really, really do. And as a wise man once said, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Till next time, till tomorrow against Golden State, a big boy matchup. See ya. Boom, blast.